Welcome to the Freddie and Alyssa show. I'm actually filming this after the podcast because we hopped right into our discussion and I never did the intro. So here we go. Welcome everyone to the Freddie and Alyssa show. If you're new to the channel, be sure to subscribe, like, comment, all that fun YouTube stuff. If you're watching on Facebook, be sure to like and follow. If you're listening on a platform like iTunes, hello out there. If you want to give us a five-star review because you think we deserve it, that would be awesome. We've been putting out content now for three, three and a half years. We're having a blast and we just had a revved up amazing conversation. I'm so excited for you all to check out this podcast. We thank you for your support, your ongoing support. We love you. Now let's get into the podcast easier to find oh your little tricks of the trade tricks of the trade lining up audio i'm just trying to get uh things more efficient okay so anytime i'm editing or i see that there's an issue or things that are getting hung up like there's times i'll spend five or ten minutes trying to find how to line up the audio from both cameras and the microphones okay so it's like if i can cut that out it saves time so now i've realized if i wait and then you see a spike when it's loud and then you wait and see a spike that'll show up everywhere because sometimes okay. if we're talking and we're laughing and I'm clicking, our laugh still high. is spiky with the spike. So I'm like, wait, where's all this at? Huh. So I'm trying to automate as much as possible. That's the one uh, skill set that I'm not jealous that you do. Because editing, I just do not like it. But you're so good at it. I mean, I've been doing it since I was 19. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, what me made and Mio you... split the Final Cut Pro um, tutorial audition or something where it was cheaper, like a college edition. It was like $300, and we were doing it to make skits. We were making skits in 2009, or even wow. 2008, actually. 2000, oh, wow, man, we're getting old. 2007 <laughs> or 2008, we were in a apartment in, on Valley Street. It was a townhome, and we were only there for like four months before we moved, but that was when we got it, and we started making skits, and the editing was so terrible, but I started getting better at it, and I just liked it, so I did it. You kept doing it. I feel when we first met, you showed me a skit you did, and it was like a couples therapy. Yeah. Does that sound about right, that you had a friend from work that you guys did a skit? There was another server, uh, Sarah, and then Tim, who was um, who worked it out back as well, and he played the therapist, and then me and Sarah were the couples on the couch, and we were having issues, and um, it was, I mean, it was silly, but I'm so sad that all these videos are gone. I was just going to ask you, where are they at? You never had them? There was one where me and Mio made this like action thing where we pretended to steal a car because there was like a Ferrari parked outside. Oh, no. <laughs> and um, and we were like, okay, if I shoot this where I'm going to open the handle of this Ferrari on the side of the street, then we're going to smash cut to me getting inside his Pontiac GM. And um, But we didn't put the Pontiac in the same spot as the Ferrari, so the backgrounds were different. <laughs> And the angles were different because right now, if we were going to do that, yeah. you'd have to just parallel park like our Jetta in front of the Ferrari that's right. black. And then as we run up to the Ferrari to get into it, you smash cut to the same background of us getting into our Jetta and you might in a quick little thing make people believe sure. it. And then there was also like editing issues and it was like so bad. <laughs> and um, But it was fun. We also did one where I, I pretended to be like seven different people auditioning. And I used like a cloning technique where if you set huh. the camera up, it's what we did with our, um, our Halloween, Halloween vlog, where if you, if you have a, a camera on a tripod and you don't move it and you film something and then you film something else in front of it, you can put those clips together and then crop one side, but you don't realize you're cropping it. So I would, I put the camera up and there'd be three of me sitting there okay. and I'd be interacting with myself. So we did this entire thing. We were making videos and we never put anything up or online. online. So 
these were all on your computer and then maybe on a because you did it with a soccer mom cam no well yeah but there if anything they're on whatever we were filming on the original master mm -hmm. is on a little disc not a dvd disc but there was a, a time when you could use really small discs like and a mio, floppy mio might have them somewhere he'd be the one that has them oh man i would die to see those Yep. And then the last thing too that we shot on our own um, was when I went home, I think I might've told the story before, but when I was um, maybe 20, 21 years old, I went home for the holidays and I had about 15 of my high school friends over to my parents' house and we shot four episodes of a little web series that was kind of like a mixture between like two and a half men, but like with a group of friends. So like my one friend was a successful chiropractor. And then me and my three buddies were just living in his house trying to get jobs. And Adam Masinko was in it. And me and Adam worked at a call center where it's called um, FAQ, which is Frequently Asked Questions. Oh, and we would my say, gosh. Uh, you know, fuck you. How can we help you? And it was like the stupid thing. But we always had these shenanigans and parties going on at his house. So it was like the two and a half men kind of vibe. Sure. And that is the thing we did put out on YouTube. And that is what Jack saw. Okay. And Jack goes, I want to do something. Like, let's let's meet up because Jack want to do something. And that's how we birthed Addicts Anonymous, wow. the first edition, because he saw that. So it's like I've never realized uh -huh. that I have been writing scripts and editing and shooting stuff since I was 19 years old. Like, we're 14 years into the making. Yeah. But we kind of got off track because we started um, taking ourselves too serious of, like, wanting to go to next level, like, sure. too fast. And for so many years after the second edition of Addicts, we never just got a camera and went and shot little three-minute skits. Why? Until, you know, recently with TikTok and everything we're doing now, which is funny. Yeah. But real quick, is Fuck You still online? No, I took it down. I don't know why. Um, but there was a channel that I had that had those four up, and I'm probably really happy it's not there because there were some really, really, like... <laughs> dark jokes um which would have still been fine but i remember one of my jokes in there was um my friend brett he worked at ups and uh one of the episodes start off where he's got the sink full of water and he was putting his head into the sink and coming up going <sighs> i'm like brett what are you doing and he's like oh i'm training to be a lifeguard oh my God. like just like these stupid jokes wait but brett was in it brett was in it he was acting he was one of my friends. Dude, he's so funny in life. I bet he was great. He was amazing. I can Mio, just see him doing that. Yeah. So he and he wore really, really short brown shorts. But he worked at UPS. He was studying to be a lifeguard. Me and Adam worked at the call center, and then we had our friend Mio. And Mio, back in the back in the day when he was um, when we knew each other, in in like Scott Road in like two thousand six, two thousand seven, he still had um, a little bit of broken English. Like he didn't speak. Sure. Um, uh, English that well in the sense that he could speak it like you understood what he was saying but he would link words together like I remember we had, we had to tell him one day on his voicemail he goes hey you've reached Mio's phone I'm not right now here uh, but you can leave a message so just like little things <laughs> yeah. he would switch and we wrote him this part where he was just um, always saying um, like cliche lines where he would be the, the voice of reason and he would say things like you know the, the low hanging fruit or, you know, gotcha. tomorrow is another day. But he would always have these corny things. But in the first few takes, he was reversing the words. 
And it became so, so funny, funny that we go, let's just have his character <laughs> try to say like the sun will come out tomorrow. But every time he said it, he would switch words. Oh, and it was really funny. funny. And then the last thing I remember about it was me and Brett had to go move a couch. And like we couldn't count to three. And that's been overdone. But this was like Long 12, time ago. 15 years ago. Where it's like, I'm on the count of three, and then I hurt my back. And it's like this whole thing. So, but we, yeah, we just took the camera. <laughs> Life imitating art years later. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, everybody was in it. I had some friends from high school in it. Um, and so you, did you write these yourself or did, mm-hmm. just you? I think, I, sorry, Adam. I don't remember if he helped. But so you sat down at your computer and just goes, do, do, do. The thing I remember is I had a big poster board and I had it all storyboarded where I go, these all need to be shot in the living room. And these all need to be shot, you know. So I think me and Adam probably worked on it together. Yeah. I, I feel like I, I, I just don't remember. But, um, but yeah, there, there was just like a lot of really crazy um, stuff. But yeah, that's that's gone forever. And then Aww. lastly, on these skits, me and Mio at. I don't think I knew you yet, or yes, I did. It was at the tail end. It was our last place. And that's where Jack and Gray would come over all the time. Um, that was when I was serving at Outback. This was real, like towards okay. the end when we all first met. Um, it was definitely that apartment. Yes. So we were doing skits there too, uh, where me and Mio just like filmed skits there. So like I learned how to do the vampire transition where you speed up and then you're like all like this or we did, but yeah, I just never realized that I was always doing this for fun, Mm -hmm. but didn't realize you could put these on YouTube and like make money. But then as soon as we started trying to make money, like we're going to make the best horror film, we're going to make the best kind of thing here and we want to sell it to like... Then you start getting a little judgy of your work rather than just having fun. But now TikTok yeah. has brought back that part of us that doesn't take all day. It's real quick. It's silly. Yep. And we just have fun making content. But that's what the Barstool Sports guy was saying. You know, if you want to create content for our company, do it on your own. Continue doing it, doing it. Like like you said, you do it for fun because you loved it. Keep doing it and have it be so good that we reach out to you. Yes. You know? And so that's an interesting. And I think thought. that, and I think the the really hard thing that has changed, and I'm a I'm not a victim to this, but I fall, I fall victim to it. Maybe is the better way to put it. We're back in the day, and for any youngsters who are listening, they don't understand how we had time to kill. Mm-hmm. Like we were the last generation that had time to kill. Yeah. And you huh. you genuinely had energy left because you weren't drained from social media all day so if you worked like if i worked from 11 to 4 at outback i I just like woke up you'd watch a little tv Mm -hmm. i'd go serve for five hours come home at 98 dollars cash and then at five o'clock what do you do from five to 11 o'clock at night yeah there there was nothing you're not gonna watch tv Uh like you genuinely were like how do we kill time? Let's go grab coffee in downtown Burbank just to go, just to go get out of the something. house and go do something and go. Well, so, stimulation, social stimulation. So we would actually make skits because it was killing time and it was fun and we were learning how to be better actors, but we weren't also tied to the post, the likes, the subscribes, the views. Like mm. we didn't show it to anybody. Like we weren't putting it on YouTube to get famous. Just for fun. Yeah. Huh. So there was even one you did see a long time ago where I was running around Burbank. I do remember that. And did a music that. video. Yes, I do. That was one of the first ones he showed me. And I don't know where these are, but we have to try to find them one day, but I'll show you some of my early work for everybody if we can find them. But Oh, we have to. I am so excited to be back into this. Yep. And now we've kind of evolved where we're doing vlogs and it's more, you know, polished. But um, 
but it's just finding the time yeah that we used to have back then like i just feel there is zero time and we do this full time i know well even yesterday i mean from the second we woke up until the minute we went to bed there it was just, yesterday was nonstop you don't realize but so much goes into it there're just so many different things and what else is very interesting is you and i met in 2011 and i feel like vine was popular what would you say like 2012 maybe 13 like maybe that early? Was Vine that early? I think so. Go, I mean, let me look it up while you're... So, yeah. So Vine had started and for whatever reason, which is so interesting that you were doing all these skits, we never got onto Vine. I don't know why. 12. It, it was 2012. Yeah. So it was a little early for us before we were on the apps because we kind of had Facebook a little bit. Like I remember anytime there was a big party, we'd put albums on Facebook of our photos. Yeah. Like it's like I would never put an album up now, but that you know, we put pictures up but just like one at a time. But we would go home, we'd put the albums on Facebook and for some reason we weren't messing with the YouTube world. I remember I did a little bit as well. I did skits too. I did this coffee talk with my yeah. friend. Like we had that creative in us. I just don't think we went the extra mile because what's interesting is all of those viners got like Vine famous, then they got onto YouTube, then they became really big YouTubers. Now they're on TikTok and they're huge because they were the first. But we never messed with that, which is very interesting. Do you know what happened is I think it's the same thing in the tech world. I don't think any of the air quotes, like nerdy computer coding guys or gals back in 2000 were doing it because it's cool. Like mm -hmm. Gary Vee says that now, to be an entrepreneur, a tech investor, to, to do coding is cool. Right. Back in the day, coders were doing it because they love it, and it just so happened to be the next big thing. Mm -hmm. So they were like Mark Cuban. Like they were all doing this, and then it became cool. Right. I think the Casey Neistat's, the David Dobrik's, the – well, David Dobrik's young. I can't use him. But like the early people on Vine, I think these were kids – who loved making videos mm -hmm. as their true art. Mm -hmm. And they found YouTube. And for the first time, instead of sending discs to their friend, go, I'm going to put it on YouTube. Yep. And they were doing it because they love it. Yep. Then it turned into a business. Then they got famous. And now every kid, whether yep. they like video or not, wants to learn how to make videos, how to use TikTok, because they're like, I can work from home, make yep. videos, travel, meet other creators. It almost became cool. So it everyone is cool. wants it. Is. Well, yeah, you can work from home and it's actually a niche and a job and a living. But it's really interesting to look back to because even when we were posting a couple skits on YouTube, I remember the feeling of being just like a little embarrassed almost like, oh, what are people going to think if I if we put these YouTube videos up? Like I remember having that thought because it was such a new thing where now I don't care. I mean, obviously. But I remember I really was like, oh, gosh, I hope people like this. Well, we were also very controlled um, by management and by it's agents. Uh, maybe not true. so much agents, but managers. Where And it's still going on today where we had a friend who, a manager in 2018, said, mm -hmm. you don't want to be doing a blog. Yep. Like that is, the, that is the worst advice for any actor or anybody mm -hmm. right now. So I think there was a lot of control because back in 2006, 7, 8, probably way before that too, managers and agents were your god. Right. There was no way to create your own content. There was no way for you to do anything. Do you want to work in the industry? Well, you have to do what I say. You have to take my pictures the way I want you to. You have to do this to your hair. Ugh. You have to show up when I say show up because what are you going to do by yourself? Nothing. Yep. So we own you. 
So you're not going to go on YouTube. You're not going to do anything. Like it was never like that's there was probably even, why I felt that way. Yep, because there was never a time like there was even a time that you and I wanted to start an acting class, which was cute, but it always showed that we were hustling. But this was when <laughs> when I just started Days of Our Lives, and yeah. I was like. There's so many young upcoming actors. There was a bunch of extras on days that yep. were asking advice on acting. Yep. And I was like, I've been on 9020. I'm working on a television show. What if we just do like a small class? And I remember we put this out because we're like, this would be cool. Acting we could make class like $2,000. Yeah. yeah. I never changed my Facebook thing back. <laughs> I remember that. My you, my Facebook URL is facebook.com forward slash acting class with Freddie. Stop it. That is my still my URL. <laughs> but our manager called up and was like, you guys look desperate. This is so stupid. I remember exactly where we were. And he was like, take that down. Like, that's ridiculous. And so we were just highly controlled based on the gatekeepers. And that's why I like idolize people like Andrew Schultz now, who literally is like, like the Gary V's, like everybody, like we're, we're doing it ourselves. Mm -hmm. Like as much as I talk shit, Netflix can say, Hey, do you want to be, here you go, Netflix. (laughs) Yes. But there's a part of me that's like, I want to do it myself because I want that one small little moment where the biggest agencies call and go, hey, Freddie and Alyssa, boy, do we love your content. Listen, here at our agency, we're going to be able to get you so many development deals if you sign with us because the last thing you just did was awesome. <laughs> I want that. Not, hey, guys, it's Freddie and Alyssa. Look at our numbers. I'm an Emmy-winning actor. I work for a lot. Like, look who we are. Like, we could work together. Crickets. Yeah. I don't like that. No, I don't either. So we're going to create we're our own stuff. We're manifesting it, baby. manifesting it. It's happening. It is happening. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Today. Well, there's something going on with the manifestation because whatever the hell is going on this week, you and I have been, like everything is coming to us and I'm, I just want to continue to enjoy this wave because there's days that we'll write and no one gets back. Yeah. Nothing. For the past three days, everyone we've been writing for brands, sponsors, guests, for um, opportunities. People reaching out to us yeah. too, not just us reaching out to sharing, them. Like that, that even that skate company, the roller skate company, sharing your post on their Instagram yeah. or things going viral. Like there's something going on right now and we're like riding this train and we continue to manifest like, like this is what's going on. And what I'm finding is that I was like, how were we creating content for all these years and progressing but still had time to do other things. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just perspective because back in the day when I was working on days, that was the thing that was feeding us. That's what was growing us. That was the main thing. So all the, a new podcast subscriber, a new follower, hmm. a new little thing, a new little, oh, you make $27 on this thing. It was all like, oh, extra. Like yeah. everything was just kind of extra. But when you, when you solely do content creation, now you realize, oh, wow. When you put 12 hours a day into this, you can grow very fast. Mm-hmm. But you and I are at this point where we need like a team. I know. And we're trying to figure out how to manage this because we also don't want to hire somebody and not be, and, and then not be able to keep them on if things don't go exactly how we want. So we're kind sure. of like, but we really need at least one person because we can't get to all the things in the day but we see the potential. Like in 90 days, if we could truly hire the six people we need in those departments, we would be in a whole new level in 90 days. But we don't want to necessarily take the risk of investing in six salary positions on people no. and have that pressure, even though we know what we could do in of 90 course. days. So 
we're trying to figure this out. But being a full, full-time content creator is amazing. I've never felt more in my lane. It's just now we're at this new point where we go, so how do we do all this? Well, it's interesting because the creative aspect on its own is where we thrive, what we want to do, but that also takes a lot of time on all of the different platforms, YouTube, podcasting, vlogging, TikTok, Instagram photos, Instagram reels, Facebook. Like there's just so much content to be created that we want to do with skits and just all sorts of things. But in the meantime, we're dealing with the business end. You know, we're dealing with all of the emails. Like I even remember... Um, I want to say maybe it was about six months ago and I think it was on one of the podcasts and I had mentioned, yeah, I don't understand people who don't get back to you in email. Like, how are you not reading your emails? I'm crazy about reading everything. And right now I understand why people can't get back because sometimes there are just so many emails. And if it's not a priority and you're like, oh yeah, I'll get back to that. I'll come back later when I'm done with what I'm doing. I'll email them back later. And then you forget because just for whatever reason, or sometimes you don't even see it. Like there's just, you hit a certain level that like, it would just be so nice that if there was just one person to solely sit and do all of our brand emails, to pitch for guests, like just handled all of that. Yeah. We, we, ideally I would love two people. I would love a remote editor Mm-hmm. someone that this is somehow I know they do it where this is linked up to them in Virginia or Florida or wherever sure. they're at and they're on a switchboard right now editing as we speak now yep. it's on me when you speak it goes to you yep. it's edited and then they cut the clips for the Friday and Lissa show clips channel mm-hmm. they cut a clip for um for YouTube for Facebook and then they send us an Instagram reel they send us an Instagram story one for TikTok and they make the thumbnails for everything, write the copy for everything. Like someone who produces and edits all of that, yep. you and I could sit down, we could talk for an hour, and we're done with the podcast. This We provide an amazing, entertaining, inspirational, educational podcast, yep. but then there's somebody who can do the back end that allows us, instead of spending the next two hours doing that, we could spend the next two hours making the next TikTok, yep. making the next thing. Yep. And then with the brand emails, like you were saying, there is a gazillion companies. Mm-hmm. And we're writing them now, go, and we're like, if we write 100 companies a day, we should be able to find people to sponsor this podcast because we ideally want three sponsors per podcast. Yep. Because that income we can use to actually hire somebody. Mm-hmm. So it's so we're, we're kind of going through this whole entire process of, of like, I would say those are the first two things that we need is like a, um, a what would you even call it? Like a, like a, a virtual assistant. Like a and... virtual assistant. And we can we can find ways because I bet you there's somebody too that would love to like work as like a paid intern sure. where we pay them with knowing, hey, if we can do what we want to do here in the next 90 days, we can give you more. Right. And keep you on. Like we want you to grow, grow, grow with us. Because yeah. the more you know you can make, the more excited you are for us to succeed, the more excited we are for you to succeed and we work together. I think a virtual assistant and a virtual like video production person, editor, would be the first two that would free up our time more to focus on the creative. Right. Because people who, who maybe aren't a creative or haven't you know, put time into that particular field, um, it's, not, it, it's, it's interesting because you can't just sit down and do the creative thing. Like someone can't sit down and just write a book. Like you need to, you need to kind of sit there. You need to ponder. You need to think. You need to be creative. You need to go take a walk in the woods to to get yeah. that idea of what happens to that character. 
you know, it's, it's, it's like when you have a, a, a dirty thing of dishes, it's very, you can listen to music and clean the dishes mm -hmm. and the task takes 15 minutes of your time and it's done. But it's like every time you go to create a TikTok, a YouTube, a podcast, it's like that dirty thing of dishes, except you can't use your hands and you can't use soap or a sponge. So you're like, okay, this is only gonna take 15 minutes, but I need to figure out how am I gonna wash this? How can I be creative and find a sponge and what can be used as soap? So that could take three minutes sometime or six hours. Yeah, so So true. it's so interesting, right, with the creative aspect of it. And what Alyssa and I want to do in a dream world is focus solely on the creative, spend our time figuring out how to wash the dishes in a unique way. Right. And be able to outsource and build a team around people who are excited about the virtual assistant work, who is excited about the editing, yep. who wants to do that and um, and then be able to move forward because we'll be able to push out way more content. Mm-hmm. And like we we would do more podcasts a week, we yeah, just of we just don't ha we can't of because of the back end. If we had an editor, you and I went live every single day last week for an hour. Yeah, that's just like a podcast. Yeah, but there's no editing on a live. That's why you love it. There's no back end. There's no there's it's just it's it's there and it automatically posts, and there's no two hours three hours back end. So we and you and I could do more. So we're just trying to figure out our next step here. And it's like a really good pickle to be in. Sure. And we're figuring it out as yeah. we're going. And it's really interesting too with the whole creative end because there is this video of Casey Nestat who is reading Ryan Holiday's I'm Sorry But I Can't. And it's all about being a creative and how when you are creative, essentially, you can't have anything on your schedule. Because like you just said, you don't know when that creativity is going to hit. You don't know if it's going to take you six hours. You don't know if in three hours you're like, oh my gosh, that's the TikTok. That's the one. And that's the one that puts you on the map. Like you just don't know when it's going to hit. And for you and I, it cracks me up because we do the same thing. When we're both shooting our own videos, we like talk ourselves through it. Like sometimes we're like, oh, no, I do it again. Yeah. Do it again. <laughs> like I hear you do it and I do it all the time. And I'm like, okay, just one more time, Alyssa. You're going to get this. Like <laughs> It just cracks me up, but we both do it. I bet you so many people who make videos who really understand what they're trying to shoot. Mm -hmm. You know, you and I are very much perfectionists. I know that when it comes to like creating too, we're really specific with what we want. Yeah. You know, and it's it's just really interesting to watch and really interesting that we've been leaning more and more and more and more and more into it, which ultimately I feel is like bringing us back full circle because it's what we've always loved. Even you at 19, me when I was younger, like we like to create and we learned the whole business end, which I'm so grateful we did. Yes. And marketing because we wouldn't know how to market anything that we're doing. Well, the reason we get deals is because we know how to reach out effectively. Yes. We know the right posture. Yes. We were on this webinar the other day and we were learning, um, there was like um, someone who was coaching who, who was amazing, mm -hmm. but it was just really interesting. They're so much more successful than we are. But the whole course they were teaching, I was like, this is it. This is too much. Because it was verbiage for sales. Yeah. Like you can't, like we, there's a there's a certain, um, like even using words like just. Uh -huh. You can't, like those words trigger, especially when you're, maybe if somebody is new. Like I was trying to explain this to my mom the other day. Like if, if Renee, if my mom Renee opened up Renee's Rigatoni 
in Main Street in Ashtabula, and she's never done any sort of business and was never pitched or sold to, and someone went to her and said, hey, I want to run your social media or something like this, they could say, hey, just, or they could re- write her a long message, and because mm. she's new, she so wouldn't cool. understand. Anyone who writes Alyssa and I, no matter what it is, we completely understand what you're doing, and we know based on your message how advanced you are at sales and marketing based on the verbiage and posture you use messaging us. So even when we know we're being sold, if it's done right, I actually appreciate it and go, all right. But then you can tell when people are new and you can tell when people need work. And so, but that was four years of you and I doing marketing and sales of having the correct posture with people, knowing what words to say, how long the message should be, um, like how to answer questions and add something great. It's all psychological. It's all psychological. It's but we're, we're reaching out to like big brands. Like we work with big brands. Yeah. But I think people appreciate how we're able to do that. And and so I'm happy we had all the business mm-hmm. and we can now can mix it with creative. So ideally, once we can build out a team here, I can't wait to let the people that we hire, just like if I'm a director and I hire actors, you act. Yeah. You make it your own because yeah. I'm hiring you to do this. So the six people, I'm not going to micromanage, but I would love to meet up virtually once a week, talk about everything, and we understand ads. We understand mar- we, we understand sure. their jobs, and then we let them be the experts at that, but we know what they're doing exactly because we have the experience. We're not just like hiring someone to do Facebook ads and have no experience. So we go, is this working? I guess. But that's why we know what to say because we were literally doing it we were in the mud doing it seeing oh wait this worked this is saying it like this oh having this kind of posture oh doing it this way because I feel before like the past six months a majority of the brand deals that we did was people reaching out to us or agencies that we work with mm-hmm. for podcast that po- for the podcast <laughs> for the podcast and Instagram um, but now we've gotten into it where First, I will find brands that align with us that we really like that are like dream brands. We're like, go big, go home, manifest it. And I'll DM them on IG and just asking, you know, hey, big fan of your brand. Could you provide me with the best um, email for collabs? They write back, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, and, and it's just crazy. Out of 10, I'd say like five write back and give it yeah. to me, which is amazing. Um, and then from there you're able to say that you had the referral from Instagram, which ultimately builds that trust. You give them your media kit, you say a couple little things, and then it's in their hands. And then out of the five, you hope to get one that will pay you. Sure. So that's why we're just like, we have to do more. Yes. Because the instant thing is like, like we, we were able to generate enough income where we can live, but now that we have this next goal of like, wow, like because there, this is a moment in time, mm-hmm. and I think that's the only thing that has a little bit of rush on it, is TikTok is in a moment of time. Instagram Reels is in a moment of time. There has never been a time, I have been a truck stuck in mud on Instagram for a year and a half (laughs) spinning my my wheels because Uh the organic reach on Instagram has stopped. Like I think in the past two years, I've gone up 8,000 followers in two years on Instagram. And now that Reels Instagram reels, the 30 second videos are competing with TikTok. They're pushing them. And for the Mm -hmm. first time again, we're starting to build on Instagram. And I'm like, holy cow. So this is a moment in time on TikTok. It's a moment in time. We have gone up almost at 100,000 followers on TikTok. I know. If I were to start a brand new Instagram account today, that it can't be done. No. I mean, it can, but it's... 
but on TikTok, you can literally do whatever. So we, we want to be able to put all of our energy into making these videos right now. So we're going to work on getting sponsors. We're going to work on getting brands and we're going to go all in yeah. so that we can use the extra money to start hiring people. And even when we hire the first person, it's going to open up enough time to make more videos, to reach yep. out to more sponsors. Yep. So we have some really, really fun things coming and we've just been manifesting We're this doing it, baby. Time. Manifest, baby. It's true. Thoughts are things. And, yep. and we really have been, I've always been big on manifestation, but I feel like lately you've really been in it with me and like yeah. we just, we're going. Like, well, because I'm focused. Yeah. I, I've been out of my, my mind. Like, <laughs> like it, there's just been huge, yeah. you know, from, from leaving a show from almost 10 years to then three weeks later having a pandemic to then um, deciding we're going to move to Florida, figuring yeah. out the move, driving cross country, being somewhere new, Thanksgiving, Christmas, planning a wedding, getting married, New Year, getting our life together, and here we are. Like I had not yep. had a moment yep. to just go, this is my full-time thing. I'm not getting distracted. I am 100% waking up, living, breathing content creation, being our own producers, manifesting this for ourselves yep. because our content is really um, hitting people in a great way. Mm -hmm. When we go live, when we put out our podcast and we do TikToks, people are responding and we're having a great time. Yeah. We have the most fun audience. I know. You know what I mean? The like best. everyone's just fun. Fun, Like nobody's positive. too serious. Uh -uh. Like everyone's here for a good time. Yeah. Like they like our goofiness. But then when we talk about like positivity or like stories, like people are on the ride, on the journey. Yeah. But then like we're not too like all the time like we we have a great relationship with all of you and we just want to thank you because we love you it's just it's love just you. amazing yeah so much it's just the best i just really am deeply enjoying everything that we're doing right now and it's really nice that you're home doing it with me because it's really interesting you say that you were on a show for 10 years so I feel like the transition to Florida was a lot easier for me in the sense of I had been doing and working from home for a long time. That was like a huge, huge part of your life of who you were and who Freddie Smith was working on the show. So now I feel like you, it's really set in that you're like, okay, like this is what I'm doing full time. Like I am Freddie Smith, the content creator. Yeah. Truly. And it's just, it's a lot of fun. I'm really enjoying it. Well, and it also when when you don't have, I've said this before, which is which could actually help people if you're in an interesting situation like I was. You know, it's almost like the opportunity wouldn't fully uh, present itself because I was still able to be a little lazy. Yep. Because I had a paycheck every week. Yep. So it was so anytime content would get hard or I had an off day or I wasn't motivated, I was able to say, I'm you know what, let's just go on hiatus for the podcast for two weeks. Like we didn't, we didn't get a guest this week. Like, I don't want to think like I, I'm working five days next week. We have a big paycheck coming. Like I was able to just be lazy. Yeah. But when you don't have that mm -hmm. and you go, this has to work, this is what has to happen. There is no, you can't feel bad and just not work. Mm -mm. You're forced to do it and it's <laughs> forced opened to work up through so it. many. Yeah. So it's interesting. There's gotta be a fine time. If you're in between a transition, you almost have to find a time where you can kind of let go of that yeah. and move to your next thing, but you don't want to do it too quickly where then you're, you fall on your face. Yeah. So you kind of have to have that perfect bridge and ours was a little more forced, which was great. Yeah. And it also has helped me never have to think, man, I shouldn't have made that decision. I didn't make the decision. Hmm. So it, so it's not on me. Like even when the fans ask, like, would you ever go back to days and stuff? It's like, I don't really know how to answer it because I never made, it wasn't me saying, right. hey guys, I'm done. And then people are like, why don't you go back? I'm like, I don't know. 
It's like, <laughs> I don't know if they're ever going to call. Yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah. not on me. You can't live your life ever wondering all the time no. too. So, cause, so I think once I kind of just completely accepted it of like, this is it. And you know, like I've always said too, like if it ever worked out in some capacity, sure. I might pop in kind of thing, but it's, sure. but the idea how I once had it in like June when the pandemic was over, I was like, they're probably going to call back. So maybe we shouldn't move. Like I was still like, yeah. oh, this is going to happen. Then once we made the decision to move, I kind of allowed the universe yep. the space to give me other opportunities. Yep. And this is what we've always wanted to do. It's what we've been doing since we were 19 years I old. Know. It's what I want to do full time. I don't want to have a boss. I don't want to have um, be on someone else's schedule. And I don't want there to be a ceiling. Yes. You know, that's the one thing with days is that there's a ceiling on what you can earn which I've worked my way to the top of that because yeah. it's also the ceiling has come down because the industry has changed. <laughs> yeah. um, so there, there's, there, you, you can only go so far and you can only do so many things. Like we're not going to go on a car chase. Like there's only so yeah. much I could do on that show. Income wise, challenging wise. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for me, that's why I really enjoyed sales. There's no ceiling. Content creation, there's no ceiling. There's no That's ceiling on income. Thing. There's no ceiling on, on, on reach. Even yet again, just because I was on days, I'm not picking on days, but just because I was on there, that was a huge part of my life. Even there's a cap on how many people are going to watch the show. Sure. Because it's made for a specific niche audience. niche audience. And they haven't really been picking up. So there's a ceiling on that. Our audience, we moved to TikTok, 100,000 more people. What? And then we start doing a video on going to Disney World. Now there's Disney World people who are interested in, in some of our content. Like yep. there's no ceiling on audience, reach, impact, storytelling, yep. challenges, income. I love the freedom of like, I can go as hard and as far as I want. There's mm -hmm. no ceiling. And I thrive in that. Yeah. Because when you have a ceiling, you're kind of just like, eh. Like I'm going to obviously be at the ceiling. I worked my ass off. I gave of it my all. Like I milked the challenge and everything out of that and did it. my absolute best. But I'm at the ceiling. So what am I supposed to do? Well, that's why too, with content creation, I, I really do feel that you thrive with no ceiling and it's just a lot of fun that mm -hmm. we are able to just continue to go, go, go. Cause you're the kind of person like you are always going to grind. And once you hit that goal, you're going to go to the next. I mean, I'm the same way too, but you really love just having just unlimited potential. opportunities and potential. Pretend, yeah. yeah, yeah, like 100%. So I'm really glad that we found this too because 10 years ago, content creation, not in this sense, it wasn't the same opportunity that it is today. You could be behind the scenes doing content creation, being a writer, being a producer, director, all of that, but to be able to make your own content as a creator Unless you were on YouTube back then, but it still wasn't that big just yet. Yeah, in the movie industry, I mean, Tyler Perry, um, some of these studio heads, you can kind of say they're content creators in the sense, but they there's too much money and too many investors in each project at stake for Tyler Perry to truly... Like he, he has control over it, right? but there's so many people probably who are shareholders, who are investors, who are putting up $5 million for a film. There's yep. a thousand people working on it. The director has his own thing. All the actors have their own thing. This is a unique, mm -hmm. very unique, interesting category because you're putting out content at scale 
without the production, risk, finance, and people involved in it. As much as we want to make Unplugged, that'll be its own thing, but we're also going to treat Unplugged, if we end up doing it ourselves one day, just on ourselves, yeah, we're going to hire the team, but we're going to be in control of it because there are no shareholders, there are no investors, there are no anything. You know what's really trippy to think about, though, too, is that when it comes to the actual content creation opportunity, there was YouTube, it started, then there was Vine, then there wasn't Vine, there was Instagram, now there's TikTok. What's going to be popular in five years? What's going to be, you know what I'm saying? And so all of the work that we're putting in now on these other platforms, you can only hope, and this is what you've seen happen with Viners, YouTubers, and now TikTokers, they kind of follow you from app to app. But that's why also we never neglect specific apps. Mm-mm. Just we, Twitter. Just Twitter, but that's different. That's not, that's just more people chatting and stuff. <laughs> I just fighting. Yeah, There's yeah, yeah. a lot of stuff on Twitter, but a lot of people love it. But that's just not really the one platform that we focus on. But we're still on it. We still do post on there. Yeah. But it's really cool because sometimes people who are watching on YouTube, they're not going to want to go and click on a Facebook YouTube or Facebook link for a video. People who are on Facebook, they like Facebook. They don't want to come over to YouTube. So it's important too to just be savvy and understand that we have to continue to be on each platform because what's going to be big in five years? Could there could be something new? Give yeah, give people the content everywhere they like to receive it. Yes, because at the end of the day, we're trying to build our brand as big as possible, and you don't want to create, as Gary says, friction. And mm-hmm. if we neglected Facebook, neglected YouTube, or neglected Instagram, I mean, we'll go live on Facebook, and there's ten thousand, fifteen thousand people that'll watch it. Yeah. we go live on YouTube. There's probably like four to 5,000 people that'll watch it. We go live on Instagram, 3,000 people. These are all different people. Yeah. Some overlap because yeah. they hop on, they're on, they're following us on everything. But a lot of it, people would never know who we are if we were never on Instagram. Of course. People wouldn't know who we are if we weren't on Facebook. It's, it's amazing to me the dark horse that Facebook is because I feel like it's the one place we haven't like put that much time now we do. But the- six months ago, we really posted, we, we, did that yes but before we just we didn't understand the power of it i mean we have such attention on facebook i'm always baffled when it's our we biggest post platform the biggest yeah the biggest it posts a photo and i'm like three thousand likes already yeah it's huge it, <laughs> it was just, the dark horse that just me. came I'm out like, it was what? like it was it was like facebook was like the last horse in the race and then all of a sudden it's <laughs> like kidding. passes twitter passes instagram and then like and, youtube and facebook are just like and then you know tiktok like all three of those are just people sleep on facebook and i used to think for personal use usage i was like oh it's facebook no for business if you have a business page facebook's been like golden to us but do you know do you know here's here's the here's here's the interesting part about this that i've realized facebook fan page or business page like that we have nobody except people who want to see our stuff is on there. Hmm. There are no friends, family, colleagues, uh, ex-friends. Like there is the only people on our Facebook business page are people who want to see Freddie and Alyssa. Yep. My personal Facebook page is a disaster because (laughs) I've had it. So everyone that's been in any stage of my life is on there. And God knows when you post something, what the hell is going to happen over there? Who's hitting you up? And it's just like... Then on Instagram, that became the new social norm of like, 
hitting people up. Like when you meet people, oh, follow me on Instagram. Mm -hmm. It's all like, a, it's more like your, your, your uh, new aged uh, phone texting. Sure. You, now it's all your friends. So when we're posting over there, there's a lot of people who are following us because they're fans of what we do. But there's also your friends. So you're aware that like, oh, like this is all the people who know me. Right. YouTube, zero friends, colleagues, zero. Uh -uh. YouTube and Facebook, the business, is only people who want to see our stuff. They're yep. not there because they felt they had to add us on Instagram because we're friends. So the energy. Yeah. And on TikTok, same thing. TikTok Those three. Too. I am full-blown posting content because the people who choose to follow us in those three want to see it because that's the only reason they're there. Yeah. They're not there because they feel they have to because we work together. Uh-uh. Or whatever, you know? And you can't think about those people. Like, because I always feel too, like, there's some people that if they get married, they, like, post eight pictures a day for six weeks. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I don't want to <laughs> be like that. Yeah. So we did it. Yeah. We did it sparingly. And, like, I didn't. I didn't unfollow my friend or anything, but you're just aware of how it makes you feel. Sure. Where you just kind of go like, hey, I love you. But like, relax. Like, yeah. we get it. Um, so I never want to like overpost on Instagram, but now I have completely just said, you know what? I don't care if people want to unfollow me sure. or I annoy them. Sure. Good. Mute me or unfollow me. I'm posting it for the people who are on Instagram to follow my content, to enjoy my journey. And you know what's been happening? The love of my life? What? I, by posting on my reels every day, uh -huh. have picked up 500 new followers and lost about a thousand. Oh my gosh. Because I knew it would happen. But now I'm hitting a point where it's starting to grow again. So there was probably like about a thousand or two or three thousand people that were just like, what is this? Yeah. Like, I'm not, this is not what I signed up for and they let me go. But there's so many people finding me on Reels and there's so many people who've been ride or die fans and audience and support uh, and friends who have been watching and love what we're doing. Yeah. They love our goofy videos on Reels. Yeah. The skeet, skeet, yurt, yurt video, <laughs> me being you, you being me. Like people are loving it. Yeah. And I felt this last piece of like holding back lift. Yep. I knew I was totally. going to lose people, but I don't care about the people who were never there anyway. I care about the people who are writing, laughing my ass off. This is so funny. More, please. Like people are loving what we're doing. I've let that final thing go. Yep. And now we're like posting like crazy. We're also in a stage two where we really can choose exactly who we want to be and what we want to post and the kind of content yes. that we love. And it's like, why not make just a couple edits? If we want to do funny, goofy stuff and we enjoy having fun and bringing laughter, then we're going to do it. If someone doesn't want to follow it, that's fine. But guess what? Yeah. All these new people will and they're enjoying it. And so you're able to do something that you enjoy, that you genuinely love. And other people are able to come along for the journey. So I think that's the most important thing. Like even, even with TikTok, it's really funny. That's the one app that you really understand the culture of what TikTok is. Because there are some trends on TikTok that I'll do and I love. And I have so much fun and it does great on TikTok. But I'm like, I know Instagram. It's I just know. Like just small things. A lot of things I will post It'll but, come off funny. Yeah. The, the, or not it, in a funny way. Just It'll, like, just uh, weird. Because yeah. <laughs> some people I know on Instagram are not on TikTok and they're like, what's this two truths and a lie game she's playing? Yeah. You know, it comes like off it'll funny. come off funny. So I'm just really specific. If I love it and I think it's great and I think that the culture of Instagram is going to understand it, I love posting it. But then sometimes too, what I love about TikTok is it's the first app we truly were able to start at zero going, 
these people don't know who I am. I we can be whoever I want. We never promoted it. Mm-mm. Like if we start something else, we promote it because you want everyone who follows you to go, hey, I'm over here now. But for some reason, TikTok, we're like, let's just see. And we didn't promote it at all. Yep. So no, we didn't say, hey, Most go people fall. don't at first. Like even Molly... For a year, I feel. She's kind of been slowly posting on TikTok. She loves it. TikTok's great. And then she would start posting sometimes on her Instagram. And she would tell me, she goes, all my friends are like being so weird about me being on TikTok because they didn't understand it yet. It was the cultural thing. And then lately, she's been having some viral videos. And so she's like really loving it and she's in it. But I just feel like everyone's like that, who's kind of built on another platform. You're like... Let me test this out and just be who I want to be. And you almost want to like dip your toe in, mm-hmm. you know, because it was interesting too. Like you ever have someone who's been like married or together for five or six years, they break up and then a week later they're like posting kissing pictures with somebody yeah. else and you're like, Yikes. it just didn't, you didn't give the, 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 the world enough time to kind of like heal that transition, yeah. even though yet again, it doesn't matter what the world thinks. It's how we feel. Yeah. I would never say anything, but there's times you go, just like the social norm of what we're used to, I guess. So I think that happened to me as well, where we were like all very like business content and then I was very days of our lives content. And then it kind of took me a little time where I slowly feel like I wanted to introduce my new love yes. as a career. Yes. Because if you're just like, I got fired yesterday. Anyway, days is done. So I'm a content creator. And everyone who was like, wait a minute, I fell in love with what you were doing. Like you just like pushed it aside like you didn't care and it feels funny so I felt this obligation too and I went through it organically yeah where I felt like you needed to give it some time to breathe to settle before introducing something new and I think the same thing's happening on the TikTok videos people who are used to just a selfie a serious video or you and I like all of a sudden they're seeing me going around in Mission Possible with a vacuum cleaner (laughs) it can be obtuse to some sure But, but I'm seeing the results that it is doing It is, these goofy videos are performing better than any piece of content we have ever posted ever. And I love it because it's truly me being me doing what I love. But it it took a minute for me to not feel goofy, to go from like days of our lives to business and positivity and those kinds of posts to literally jumping and and twerking and doing skeet, (laughs) yurt, skeet, yurt. Like it felt funny, but I've, I fully accepted it. And the moral of the whole story is also because of all your support out there um it, it kind of gave us the green light that like people really like it and now we're like revved up. i'm talking like just oh, unlimited going. content like putting it out like crazy and um so we have a lot of really fun stuff coming up for all of you and we just want to as always thank you because we you can probably tell how jacked up we were on this podcast this is how much passion we have for this and we could not do this without all of you who are watching this. 100%. So we will never take that for granted Mm -mm. because we've been in many different businesses and we understand the importance of our audience and we love you. We thank you. Um, we're going to hop off because I got to edit this and get this up by three o'clock today. <laughs> um, but we're going to, we're going to um, potentially, because the weather's supposed to be better tomorrow, going to go to Cocoa Beach. We had to put that off for a few days. Yes. So we have some more fun videos coming, more TikToks and Instagrams and all of that. So thank you, everyone. Love have you a fabulous, fabulous week. And we will talk to you soon. <laughs>